Live from the UK, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club, hosted by Douglas Hammond Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. That's right, people. We're back live yeah. and direct with your host, Douglas Hammond DJ, and the one and only. Come on. You have to bring this guy back. Come on. Guy back. You better say that, like you always say. You better say that, like you always say. This guy back Mm. for the best kept secret, indeed. Ah, yeah. The only lock up your dark thoughts. Yeah, I better lock up your door. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) Jingo in the house. What's up? I'm good. I am blessed. (laughs) I am blessed to be back. This is home, man. This is home. I've been dreading, but hey, anticipating. That's I've so been good. anticipating <laughs> to really, you know, uh, come here um, and get back to work. Get That's back right. to work. That's right. This is where it all started, people. And this is where we we break bread. We used to break bread on at least on a weekly basis. So catching up with Jingo is like chickens come home to roost. You see, sure. I, I've never felt comfortable doing any shows without Jingo. Um, co-piloting, steering the oh, conversation as it does already. Yeah, so no, we're honoured and we're thankful to have breath and life. Um, yeah. The pandemic is still upon us, but we have a vaccine, so we have to remain upbeat. Okay, people, upbeat. <laughs> um, in that mean, in that time that you guys haven't spoke to Jingo, it's not the best kept secret for no reason. He's got announcements for you. So, Jingo, what have you been up to? I've been working. I've been working in this coronavirus. I've been investing. Um, I've been, you know, putting things into to birth. Um, as, as you lot don't know, I, right now, I officially am a host as well uh, of the Best Kept Secret Podcast. Uh, I'm going to say it again. I am a host on the Best Kept Secret Podcast. Um, this is one thing that I've been, I've, you know, uh, Douglas. That's how we're getting to this show. That's how we're getting you to this show. You better give me that backdrop. I missed that backdrop. <laughs> I missed that backdrop. But now, yeah, I've, I've been working. I've been working. Now I got to, you know, uh, I'm a host now. Uh, you looking catch me on Spotify, uh, Google Play, um, Apple Podcast. And you go, I'm also here. I'm also on, on I'm also there on Visually. You looking yeah. catch me Visually as well. Um, but, you know, at the moment, you know, we're going through, obviously, like problems of verification, obviously, like in terms of the audible side of things. But always, I am always dropping things visually. You get what I'm saying? Y'all have no excuse. People, my generation, y'all have no excuse. Y'all, listen, y'all have no excuse. You look at find me on, on, on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I'm back. I'm back. How are you? How are you, sir? Like, let's, uh, let's you know talk. What? That's good. That's good. Let's have a conversation. How hmm. I'm feeling? I'm feeling very motivated, um, inspired by life itself. 
an honor mm-hmm. to be here. You know, some great people have, have, have gone, have left the physical dimension. You know, Larry King passed away. This is a, a presenter mm-hmm. that I looked up to growing up. I used to love watching his, the way he interviewed people. Larry King was his original OG for hosting, for interviewing, for letting your guests feel at home. Uh, and it was sad that COVID finally took him, you know, um, he died at age 87, but what he laid down in terms of, you know, the yeah, whole foundation. genre, yeah, the, the foundation of how do you present yourself, how do you conduct yourself and allow and enable somebody else to express their opinion about some things that you might not agree with in a yeah. way that um, is respectful and promotes growth because mm-hmm. he's interviewed many great leaders, some of which had very counter belief systems to his own, you know, uh, across this sort of 50 year plus history. So it's, mm. it's, it's that. And um, the legacy he's left that really made me feel, particularly this week, this week in that reflective mood whereby I'm thinking, okay, fine. There's little on me, you know, mm. uh, a product that he would never know of his methods and this is what it's about for me. It's about methods. You know, um, when I was in school, we had science class and I used to joke around in science class, right? And only understood some of these lessons as an older person. And what I mean by that is there was always method, results, conclusion. Yeah. Or even before that was apparatus. <laughs> like what would you use for your science experiment? Yeah. Um, what was the method? you use to conduct the experiment? What was the result of that? And then what did you conclude from it? What did you glean from it? And because I was a joker, I never really appreciated that. But the whole philosophy of that four-step process is what I'm starting to invest now more and more in my life and seeing greater results. Um, not to, to shake the foundations of anybody's way of doing things just just for me to always be able to have an objective view on whatever I'm doing before I go ahead and do it. Or if I'm really doing something to reflect back based upon those four metrics. Yeah. Mm. What was my apparatus? Yeah. For example, say it's traveling to work. My apparatus, my method of traveling to work could be a bus, a train, a tube. Yeah. Um, what was my method? I used to walk to the train station, walk to the car, then drive, blah, 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 blah. That's my method. Okay. What was the result? I'll get there through this method in an hour's time, hour and a half time and so forth. Yeah. And what was the result of it? Yeah. Then what did I learn from it? Then I might conclude actually the best way for me to travel to work is to cycle. <laughs> for example, just give me a very broad example, just by being able to break down everything I'm doing into individual steps. Yeah. And so those methods are clearly documented internally and externally. So yes, I'm in a good, in a good space because I'm really trying to adopt this, this way of thinking that removes emotion. And I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> in terms yeah. of my emotion drives I mean, me. I mean, we're humans, isn't it? Like we, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, attach yeah. To, to, to emotion. You know what I'm saying? One thing uh, the society has ever, has ever, in terms of like, it's told lies in the sense that men can't have emotion. Mm. We, we have emotion. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, we are just human, man. Do you get what I'm saying? We just have different avenues, avenues of expressing it. Um, but in terms of speaking about Larry, Larry King, you mentioned something about, you know, the comfortability that he, he gave to, um, to his audience 
Mm-hmm. Um, personally, for me, you know, the man, I didn't know. I thought he was about 70 years old. I don't know why. But when I found out he he was 87, mm-hmm. not to say, obviously, like, you know, he... He shouldn't have gone or or or, 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 or like he, he shouldn't have gone or like, oh, that was his time anyway. But he actually lived a, a, a long life, man. A lot of people can't, don't make it to 87. Yeah. I feel like right now people just stop at 60 downwards, literally yeah. 25 downwards. Do you know what I'm saying? So we got to really appreciate and celebrate his life yeah. in that respect. But, you Most know, definitely. not to divert from the conversation, um, him being, make, making, you know, uh, like you know, his uh his audience, not his audience, his his guests, very comfortable is one thing. Now I'm from the hip hop generation, and you know what I'm saying. But I got hooked on Larry King, you know, um, interviewing the one of the best hip hop artists in in the world, and you will just wonder like, how do you, how does this correlation even happen? Larry King and Snoop Dogg, like, or the game, like, do you get what I'm saying? And it's it's one thing that you that you mentioned that you know the man had just a different skill set of making people comfortable and you, you as a presenter, as a journalist or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? If you have that, you are gifted. You, yeah. you are just gifted. It, there's a few that have that. There's a few, there's a few that, that just, you know, get locked up with lions. Yeah. These are like gangsters. We, we snoop that gangsters. Do you know what I'm saying? And he tames the gangsters to come down within the interview. Do you get what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, Larry King, R.I.P. Larry King. Um, just for me as a as a youngun, um, I would I would just you know, you know, just walk walk past the TV or or what? No, if I'm not watching the first time I even watched Larry King was my mom or my uncle's just watching Larry King, and I'd be like, who 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 that white dude there? No, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But he was very captivating though. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you know, Larry King has been in our household, my household, the rest of <laughs> my whole life. Yeah, it's like yeah, our wallpaper. Saying, it's like was our always wallpaper. running my house. Yeah, it's huh? like our wallpaper. Yeah. You know, um, typically, um, uh, stereotypically, should I say, uh, growing up in, in, in where I grew up, our wallpaper was never changed. So he was like our wallpaper. Mm. You know I mean, it's not like these people now who can change their sofa every summer or change the whole whole decoration every six weeks or whatever the case. We didn't do that. The same sofas that we grew up with. If we mash up the sofa, that we just have to sew it up and put some wood in it or whatever it is. But we ride that sofa out for the whole full 10 year plus period, past the guarantee. So Larry King was like that rock. He knew that he was in your home. You know, mm. and as you said, that he was had the ability to interview people from all types of, of lives and experiences. Yeah. And this really made me um respect him more as an individual. Because he went mm. to places whereby people wouldn't expect him to go. Mm. You know, way before hip-hop, he was interviewing um, charismatic um, people, you know, and people mm. of influence that have a different um, view on life than himself. But he was doing that with grace, from presidents to musicians, as you said, Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg, again, is no mean feat because these people also have egos. How yeah. do you tame somebody's ego? Mm. You know? And rap music... Yeah, and rappers, to be honest, they are the living personification of the ego. Because mm. Snoop Dogg is not his real name. I think mm. it's Calvin something. Calvin, yeah, something, yeah. yeah. That's his real name. But he's, he's there as Snoop Dogg. Mm. So imagine that you create an ego for yourself that is uh, a player, a hustler, a pimp, you know, somebody that is untouchable. Mm. And that part of your personality is being interviewed. Mm. 
you know, it's not Calvin being interviewed. It's the it's the ego, and he had the ability to tame the tame that ego. And the lesson that we all can grasp from that is: let go of your ego, mm. then you can connect to the people. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. Let go of your ego, mm. then you can connect to the people. Because only when you put aside these things, your ego, then you actually are free to be who you really are. Mm. Without the social constructs, as you're talking about, um, maybe having emotions, mm. it's the ego that protects you, tell you, don't show your emotion. Exactly. You know, they will judge you. They'll hunt you down. They'll belittle you. They will shame you. You know what I mean? That's ego talking to you. Mm. You know, but calming it down allows you to be free. And this is what it's about. It's about being free as this platform, you know, and you talked about um, making, making other person feel comfortable. The connection that me and Jingo have is, is like water. It's, it's, it's frictionless. And when there's friction, it's supposed to be there. But mm. friction is normal. It's normal. It's normal. I mean, if there was no friction, we'd never ever have fire. We'd never have heat. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. I'm saying to you, without friction, sure. there's no penetration. Like, you know what? Penetration, there's no creation. I right, follow my mm. drift. Friction yeah. is a part of life. It's about the respect that we have for each other as human beings mm. <laughs> that enables us Uncle to D, go there. Sorry to cut you off, but I just believe if there is no disagreement or maybe just one argument or three arguments within a friendship I don't think I don't trust our friendship I don't really trust our friendship mm. your friend your friendship or or any type of relationship has to test the waters they, they have to go to the limit yeah to really know that you really got my back in everything do you get what I'm saying because in a friendship and you get to that point and you're arguing do you mm. get what I'm saying mm. the, the 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 question is do do you know your limits? Yeah. Do you know your limits to hold your tongue? Because one thing is for sure, the other person, the next person, has entrusted you with that with his, with his information. Do you know what I'm saying? My, let's me turn right now. My friend, if my friend, my best friend right now, my two best friends, if they decide right now to expose my whole life, me, I'm gone. I am done. Me, I'm finished. <laughs> Do you get know what I'm saying? I am finished. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, not to divert from the conversation, but like, this if there's no is. friction, if there's no arguments, if there's no, you know, like, like do you get what I'm saying? I hear it, And And, and not, just let's build on, let's build on that for a minute because mm. there's energy there. Let's go where the energy takes us and that's, that's mm. the natural process of mm. development. Friendships, right? And I'll end the two words there, right? And I love playing around the words. There's friend, and it's a ship, right? Oh, is based upon the root, which should be a relationship. Just follow what I'm going around here. So you, friendships you. are relationships. Mm-hmm. We all agree on that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, if we remember um, a rowing boat, you know that you know that nursery rhyme: row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sing it because I can't hit those notes. But if you were to sing it in your head, you know what, what it's about. You're rowing a boat down the stream, yeah? Mm. And you're happy with life, as it were, yeah? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah. that's a rowing boat. 
typically no more than two people fit in a rowing boat. Certainly from the nursery rhyme, you know, it's just one person rowing the boat, yeah? Mm. And, you're, and you're going on a stream, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's cool because it's a stream. That stream one day would turn to a current. You know what I'm saying to you? Whereby the way that you want to roll backwards to get away from the current that might lead you to a waterfall, you can't do it by yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying to you? You need someone else to roll with you. Mm. Partnership. Mm. Relationship. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. Based upon based upon the ability. Wrong mic drop. It's been a while. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> based upon the ability for you to relate to the other person. Mm. Like if you have a friend that's a born thief, yeah? <laughs> it's a thief by nature. Mm. And you choose to befriend this person because you have a relationship. Mm. Yeah? Mm. I can't judge him for, for when he still thinks. Because <laughs> I know that's his nature or her mm. nature. It's important for us to um, be able to look objectively at, at things and, and people that are surrounding our orbit, that are going around us. Because just mm. as I said, relationship is a rowing boat. That's mm. you singular. Now, mm. we talk about Larry King. Mm. Do you think Larry King reached that, that, that zenith in his life, that pinnacle, top of his game, yeah? Apex predator when it comes to interviewing celebrities. Outside of yeah. um, Oprah Winfrey, who else is there? Larry King, Oprah Winfrey. You know, these were the top of their game. No, when I really, when you really think about it, no, no. You understand what I'm saying to you? These were, these were the people at the top, right? So, yeah. to get to that level, is he in a rowing boat? Yeah, for sure, yeah. No, is it, it's a question. Is he in a rowing boat? Or is he in a ship? Now, picture in your mind a ship. How yeah. big is a ship compared to a rowing boat? <sighs> I mean... Crazy. It's exactly. I've seen seen Titanic. I've seen Titanic. There you go. Boom. So if you're talking about a a ship as big as the Titanic, that's probably a hundred times bigger than a rowing boat. A ship that's big like that can handle more water. More current. More current. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Has more people in it. Do you understand? Mm. It's slower to turn course. Yes. But what I mean by that is, when you reach a certain level in your life, it's about how many people are with you that you can relate to. So yeah. you're now in a relationship. Mm. Ship. Bits. You have a ship. You know what I mean? So that is what you get when you book Larry King. You're getting a ship, not a boat, not somebody that interviews one or two people. You interview somebody that has uh, ocean liners worth of content <laughs> of people that he has cultivated a relationship over time. As you were saying, relationships have to be tested. They've been tested over time. Nobody mm-hmm. on Larry King's ship didn't add value. That's why you can go on YouTube right now and pick up shows and thinking, right, it's just as fresh, just as informative as when it was recorded. Because these are people that are adding value. Mm. He doesn't interview people that doesn't add value into society. He recognized that Snoop Dogg, though he might not listen to hip hop, 
Yeah. yeah. The dude was married eight times. Yeah. His kids might listen to um, hip hop, but you understand that Snoop Dogg was adding value. You know what I'm saying to you? So we have to look at friendships, look at what we're doing in life from the perspective that when we are by ourselves, we're just in a rowing boat. Yeah. Just in a rowing boat. And when the tide and the currents get too, too strong for us to handle, we need help. We need help. That's why we need to start building relationships. Got to build it. We need to build relationships. relationships. That's what we need to be building. That come over time. Yeah. That come over time. And I just want to say as well, um, I don't know who needs to hear this, but be careful. You know, you, you, you've mentioned like, you know, we're talking about friendship and Larry, Larry King. And um, I'm going back to the friendship part. Just be careful who you put in your ship. Yeah, be yeah. careful who you put in your ship or be careful what ship you go into. 100%. 100%. Be careful. Great, it, great... it could determine the course of your life. It could determine it. it could exactly. Really determine it. Exactly. But sometimes, as you're saying, and the good thing about it, if you guys listening can imagine a ship, a physical ship. Yeah. Mm. And the problem with the Titanic is when it saw the iceberg, it was mm. really too late. The ship is too big <laughs> to, turn, to change course. Do you see what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So you need to also be able to be able to navigate your the, the 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 currents, the sea, the tide, and all of that kind of stuff in a way that you can avoid obstacles with your relationships. If you find your relationships are making your boat, your ship too too heavy, yeah, you got to think about either you jumping off into the the dinghy. Yeah, or start moving as as if you are a speedboat. Like for for you to do what you've done just now, we haven't heard from you. We haven't heard your 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 voice. Yeah, your frequencies dropped mm. for a good four or five months. You know what I'm saying to you? Mm. But you needed to jump that ship that you're on to be on a speedboat to fast track the platform that you've just created, which is the best kept secret. And you're talking, you're dropping bars. <laughs> <laughs> you better speak for me. Speak for me, Uncle, Uncle Douglas. Please speak for me. <laughs> tell him. Tell him I wasn't even, I wasn't just sleeping here. I was doing my thing. No, you wasn't sleeping. You were busy yeah. working and building. This is what happens. Although, like you were saying, you're on a ship. Sometimes you need to jump off so that you can move. Because just like a herd, elephant herd, mm. if you're a baby elephant, you cannot influence the direction the herd is going in because you're not. You're not of rank. You're not of status. Mm. If the the, the 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 alpha elephant is saying we're going to charge, the whole herd has to charge. You sure. know what I'm saying to you? Until mm. you become a bull or big, strong enough elephant to take over charge. Or what I suggest you do in life is be part of a herd, but not part of a herd. Mm. From reserved, be one yeah. foot in, support, one support foot system. out. Have one. You foot mean like a support herd. system? Yeah, but be one foot in, one foot out. Don't mm. ever fully immerse yourself in just one thing. Just one thing. Because it makes you one-dimensional. It makes you a one-trick pony. Larry King dominated radio. Yeah, he dominated. He dominated television. Television. And then when he went digital, he dominated that space too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Joseph Man, the, the guy was floating. Yeah. Versatile. Versatile. As versatile a, in the speaking game. <laughs> and some of his peers, some of his peers will say it can't be done. This is where it's always been done. This is where it's always going to be done. Mm. Do you understand? This is what I'm trying to say to you. In every um, environment, in every culture that exists, there are people mm. who are so immersed in it, they cannot see technology coming in or new ways of bringing in stuff. But if they go back far enough in time, mm. there was a time in their culture when what they were doing now as standard was foreign. Somebody new brought that into their culture. Whether sure. you were in a burqa, whether you're eating Saza if you're from Zimbabwe, whether you're eating Kenke and Fufu if you're from West Africa, or whether you're mm. wearing Kente cloth. Somebody somewhere in your history, like the potato had to come to the UK. Mm. Yeah, for some water variety. Discovering the Americas, yeah, mm. yeah. The um, the um, now the number one dish in England is curry. Yeah, curry yeah. is number one dish. So how how does that become a number one dish when curry is not indigenous by nature to um, being in the UK? It's because somebody has to come from the outside to bring it in. So I'm just saying that as we grow into human beings, we have mm. to allow room to to flex and grow. And allow new things to penetrate. I think last time we spoke, you were talking about um, churches, for example. Oh, yeah. This is when the lockdown got tight. Yeah, that's when it got tight. Yeah. I was in isolation as well. Yeah. I was in yeah. 14 days of isolation. And you told me a story about the churches, how the churches mm. were now reaching out for technological solutions mm. to keep people engaged. Yeah. Do you understand? To make sure people... Frankly, it grew even more. A lot of people really flooding more than ever than they they were obviously in the physical. Um, yeah. Like, I think one church had uh, over 50, I think over 50K or, or something like that. Like, it just in one service. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So, obviously, like, I, I get what you're saying, you know, um, it's it's sometimes... Make sure you're, you're you don't re, you're not always in the box and like obviously adapt with time and that's what I've seen with Larry King, Larry King like it's 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 a few that do that you know I'll, I'll just name a few Larry King you know yeah. um, the great um, in terms of musicians that I listen to like that is Chris Brown this man has been doing fifteen years of music mm-hmm. fifteen years of music and he has been versatile like literally if every like if if a dance come out he does it, but he does it better than the person that does dance. And he does a, a song as well that sets trends. Do you get what I'm saying? Only a few people in this world can do that. And one thing as well, like that, that you, um, that you remind me of is like, you know, journal, journalist, you know, I, 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 I class Larry King as a journalist, a TV presenter. You mm. know what I'm saying? This, this is a great, um, even though I don't, I don't agree with the, uh, this, this man's point that I'm, that I'm going to bring is Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan is very good at his job. Like, literally, you got to give credit where, where it's due. Piers Morgan, even though you don't like this guy, you know, I don't like you, but you're going to tune in and listen to what you got to say. Yeah. That's a whole gift. Yeah. For you to hold somebody, draws somebody's attention like this, do you get what I'm saying? And in terms of being versatile, this man has been doing Netflix. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? He, he interviews the, 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 the person that you think that he, he, he would never sit in a room with. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah, it's, it's, it's a skill. It's a skill. And, you know, as we oh, look at this, you know, 
you know, these great people, we got a lot of things to learn. Personally, for me, that opinion, I class myself as a radio host. I class myself, you know, as a, as, 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 as aspiring journalist. Yeah. These are the people that I, I, I really have to, to look at in a sense, like, like you said, you know, that, you know, bring people in their ship. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just calm them. I don't care where you, I don't care which ship you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know my ship here? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, go you, know, what? you know what? Great points. And, you know, uh, you know there's, there's this theory about becoming an expert. Um, and that says for you to become proficient in any skill, you need to dedicate at least 10,000 hours to it. 10,000 hour rule. I think we've spoken about it before. Mm. Larry King has conducted over 50,000 interviews. Did you say 50,000? Yeah. And he, okay, he's, uh, he's 87 years old, so I'm guessing. He- over 50,000. Now check it out. What does that mean? If the 10,000 hour rule would indicate that you now are expert in whatever you've been trying to do, more or master, this guy, mm. this guy has done five times that in his lifetime. That to me means this was his life's work. This is what his passion was. He stuck to his passion and he, and he, and, and he crafted it to the point that he went, um, he um, elevated himself for over and beyond the competition. Piers Morgan, yes, these are babies compared to Larry King. You talk yeah, about 50,000 high profile interviews. Piers Morgan, I do respect him. I don't, I don't boo. I was going to give him those sound effects, but I'm not going to do that because Piers Morgan knows how to generate attention. He knows how to push your buttons, mm-hmm. you know? So he comes at an angle that's disruptive to the mm-hmm. point that he knows he's going to say something that's controversial, you know? And I'm thinking here about legacy. I'm thinking here about legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Larry King goes to his grave, leaving a legacy that is one where he was not disruptive it was not provocative. He didn't incite people like Mr. Trump. Yeah. Mm. Piers Morgan says things that are insightful at times. And because you never know which way he's going to pander, sometimes you watch him just to see that, oh, please don't say something that will upset my peoples. And then when he says something that um, bigs up your people, she's like, yeah, Piers yeah, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. But this is the same Piers Morgan that took it to Beyonce in terms of her um, NF, uh, what's it called, Super Bowl performance when she was rocking the Afro. It's the same person. But we glue to him because we don't know which way he's going to go. <laughs> you know? I don't want to be remembered doing that to anybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm consistent with my message. Do, message. do no harm. You know, when we interview each other, we do no harm. Even when we, we go and this clash of the titans, you know, sparks are flying. Purple sparks mm. are flying, pow, pow, pow. Mm. The old to the new, can the old dude take on the young tiger? The t- young tiger who's got energy, he's got, but has no mm. wisdom because all he is just come, come with the energy. It's energy. The, and, and the old dude is just that's got not no energy, pain. but it's trying. Yeah, that's how we go. We clash like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying mm. to you? But we always debrief. We always breathe, <laughs> mm. get back, get back to normal. That's what it's about. 
That is what it's it says, like. That's what it life says, is like. Obviously, like there's a say in the Bible it says, don't, don't, don't go, don't go and sleep with anger, knowing that you're not, you haven't made peace with your enemy. No, no, with your enemy, with your friend or with your neighbor. Exactly. exactly. So you, you know that debrief at the end, we can go like a whole thirty minutes here. Let's say we're doing a forty-five minute of of of, 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 of episode. The whole forty minutes. <laughs> We are at, at each other, but that five minutes, we're coming to a conclusion of making peace. Do you get you what I'm saying? We've and got you're stories, right. man. You're right. Yeah, if you're we, not, we've beefed. We, we've beefed. Not even beef. That's the wrong word. We've 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 clashed. We've locked horns. We have clashed. Locked horns. Actually, like Buster Rhyme says, you want to ram with me? We've locked horns. We've locked uh, horns to the point that we've locked horns after we've spoken in my house and now walking you home. <laughs> yeah, with a dog. Yeah, with a dog. You know, yeah, the dog's tired. You know, we, we've been we walked so far that the dog was tired from his walk. You know Literally. what I mean? So, so yeah. So, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling these you, are beautiful like, things. If, if, if if these people knew, if it is, uh, if, if 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 your audience knew, uh, that's what I'm telling you right now. Like with with obviously, well, I'm thank goodness that we're doing obviously virtual right now. It might, if they saw our facial expression. When we were going at each other, they thought we were calm. <laughs> they thought we were just calm. Man, just having a normal conversation. We were at it. Yeah, yeah, we're at we it. were at it. He brought his spear from Zimbabwe. I bought mine from Namibia. Like we were like, all right, let's get it. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. That's it. right. That's why the ancestors were in the house that day. They were in the house that day, and that's how we brought, we brought the fire. But what that brings is a level of understanding and respect for each other. No, nah, and for real, for real. And another note in terms of Larry King. And this is something I really, really want people to, to grasp in this last 10 minute segment, mm. right? It's about being iconic. Mm. Yeah. Larry King is iconic. Yeah. Okay. It's an icon. No doubt. Yeah. His face is recognized everywhere. His face, just the glasses and the braces are his. Let alone. The name. You understand what I'm saying to you? Now, if you look at people that are struggling to find value or be valued, normally it's because they're valuing other things other than themselves. Yeah. My Nike gives me value or make me feel valuable. My BMW makes me feel valuable. These are all brands built by other people. You know, you've got to be thinking about just name. Whether or not you've done a fantastic show a couple of years back, maybe a couple of years back, where you're talking about origins of names. This is why this is so important. Whether or not you go to your root name or you, you continue to use the, this, the, the name given to you, yeah? Mm. Right? You need to make that name stand for something. Yeah, stand for something. You know what I mean? You need to actually build that name because that makes you unique and individual. Mm. Jingles, jingles, it's jingles. That's his real name. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? I always come in and say it's Dr. Simon D. Shake. Boof. I come, look, you might not be able to pronounce my name, but you know my name. Mm. And you know I'm proud to say my name. Mm. Some, some of the people I know from my background, African background, are too ashamed to say their name outwardly. I know what my name means. Means next oh, to man. God. I know what Douglas. it means. And I say I it every time. So you know I know where I'm from. It gives me power. It gives me gives me the identity. So if mm. you like the show, it's the Hamid DJ aspect of it. 
You know what I'm saying to you? So you, you can't get somebody else to do what I'm doing because one, he's not a Hamidisha. It's not Douglas Hamidisha. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when these Marvel people change an actor. Mm. Like, no, no. You're so used to one actor mm. being thinking, no, nah, no. Nah. Black Panther, no, no, no. No, 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 no. That's not Chadwick. That's Chadwick. Not Chadwick. No, you can't be Chadwick. No, I'm saying. That's what, right. that, that's what I want to instill in people right now. Whatever name you have, rock it out. Angudi, something you just remind me right now. You better act accordingly in this earth before you leave because your children's children are going to suffer for it. Yeah. Your name, you don't understand. Like you said, like you said, you know, cars, they're cool. You know what I'm saying? Beamers, all that. Mansions, it's all good. Do you get what I'm saying? It can be sold. Hmm. What? Whatever. Your name, oh, it's, it's, it's like a stain. It, it stays here. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Hundred percent. They hear Kasume. Why. If they hear Kasume, it's either one. Is there? Is there two two reactions? Ah mm. uh, man, yo, that family is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they cursed. You know what I'm saying? Or if they hear Kasume, oh nah, their fruits. The the fruits that they left on this earth are amazing. So when we hear King Larry King, I don't think there's a bad connotation to it. It's I don't really think there's a bad connotation to it. You know what? That's what it's about because mm. you're leaving legacy for your kids to walk in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're Larry King's children. You're Charles King. You're Barry King. You're Sarah King. Mm. We know your daddy. We know your daddy's work. Mm. They have one step advantage. Yeah. Now, our rappers, bless the corn socks. Yeah. Right. If you're the if you're the the, the daughter of a famous rapper and nobody knows your government name. <laughs> the name is you know what I mean your Jay-Z's good Jay-Z says his name like this is why uh, the phenomena rappers started doing they started actually also using their real names as well you mm-hmm. understand Sean Carter and all that kind of stuff they started doing that which is great so you're the daughter of Jay-Z who's Carter blah blah blah, blah. that makes sense but if you are um, not investing in your government name in your mm-hmm. real name why did you have it in the first place? Do you know what I mean? Why it's like, did you- it's like it's like your children will walk in an ego? Like remember, you said the rap names are built of ego. So you're you're gonna, you're gonna let your 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 daughter or your son to walk in an ego yeah. when you leave the earth, exactly. and that's all they know. Remember yeah. a persona. Your let's just say you he was the hardest gangster rapper out here, and you just you die, yeah. brother. <laughs> the the heat that's gonna come to your children. Yeah. Because it's that ego. Correct. And this is the difference. This is the difference. For example, if you look at um, Al Pacino, yeah, he played Scarface, one of the most iconic gangster films, shows, shows a refugee, migrant, whatever it is, coming to the US and then going to sell drugs and build an empire, get gunned down by police, dead. Both. Shows that whole journey as his hero's arc. Yeah. Mm. But Al Pacino is an actor. His children know he's an actor. You know, his children are, are, are um, Al Pacino's kids. You see, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pacino, like Robert De Niro is an actor. There's De Niro's children, you know? There's, but with rap music, because um, a lot of rappers come from an impoverished background as its root. They don't understand the power that they have, their willed in actually just the name. And any time they've actually used their real name, 
they've been indispensable, particularly when you link that real name to a product. Like, the, like from the, forget rap, look at boxing. The George Foreman Grill. Yeah? It was a grill. It sold hundreds of millions, that grill. It was a George Foreman Grill. Yeah? Beats by Dre. Dr. Dre. Yes, it's a rapper name. Yeah? But Andre is his real name. His real name. <laughs> Do you understand? It's just a shortened part of his real name. Mm. As, as if you drive a car called Mercedes-Benz, they're the founding partners for Mercedes-Benz. That's the actual names. Yeah. You need to be start thinking about real names and making that real name work for you because that makes you an individual. And if you make your name blow up, you become indispensable. I'm That's telling what I mean. you right now, the moment, the moment I realized that I am wearing somebody's name on my chest here, so I feel shameful, but I was like, brother, you're investing in somebody's name so much to the point that you, you have forgotten about your own name, investing in your own name. Can, can you imagine and that? And I was wearing that Tommy Hilfiger like, like I was something. I would have fought for that Tommy Hilfiger. Like, oh, can I? Um, 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 what's it called? Um, Louis, Louis um, Vuitton? Versace, um, Louis Vuitton. These are the actual real names. <laughs> That's what you can understand. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, if you will wear, I'll go get that Hammond D shade shirt. I could get that's like, wow, you're wearing me. You know what I mean? You're, mm. That's that's boss level. When you start operating with your real name and you watch people rocking out your real name, that's mm. power. It's power. Power. That's power. You know what I mean? Particularly when it's particularly when it's a brand associated with quality, refinement. They will, they will actually start, they will look past your own indiscretions as a human being because they're so um, if, um, invested in your brand signifying quality. That's why Nike and all these places, they can, they can get rid of um, people that sponsor if it damages their brand image. Mm. At a second, they just, no, no, we can't have you. You're <laughs> damaging our brand. No, 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 no. That's why you have to create branding. You have to create value. Everywhere you go, create value. Um, yeah, so for me, as this catch-up was, we went off script, but we started we this conversation. Script, obviously, like, we, 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 um, we, we touched on some, some points that, that relate to Larry King, you know, that we can just, you know, use, literally use. I mean, we, we are, Douglas, we, we go, obviously, you know, we go, we're going to do this episode and people are going to, you know, you know, uh, listen to what they got to listen to. But for us, I think it's more deeper. It's deeper because we are speakers. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like this, this, this touched the soul. This touched the soul. It's like, you know, this, this is, this is, a, this is like a never ending thing. After this show, after this episode, we're going to watch Larry King for inspiration. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's a never ending thing. So, um, but yeah, ah, man, you know, RIP to, to this legend. Imagine I'm just I'm just 25 years old. I feel like I'm old. I feel like I'm old. <laughs> like, when I was, when I did 25, I was like, man, five years from 30. Jesus help. It's but um, about quality of life, you know, quality of life. I mean, it's just a number to be honest. Yeah. The way it is now, um, 25 is wisdom. 25, you know, if you're going back 200 years, you know, you already have been, you already have kids all over the place, and they might even be almost teenagers or something similar like that, but. Mm. You're here to do your purpose. Focus on the journey. Don't worry about the earth years. 
look at the wisdom that you can get from listening to people's autobiographies, the stories, the people's interviews, mm. and just the fact that we're all on this planet, we all need each other. That's the bottom yeah, line. That's, that, that's the spirit of the Larry King, the way I see it, is, you know, mm. everybody is interesting. If you're, I will say this, if you want to get into this space to do what me and, and Jingo are doing, my tip to you is simple. First, look at what you like. As what do you like doing? Do you like talking? Mm-hmm. You know, if you like talking, you've got a head start. But one of the one of the most important attributes that you need to have in this game is you must find human beings fascinating. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? You must find there you go. human beings fascinating. If you don't find them fascinating, you can't do this job. Mm. Well, because you'd be talking at them. You'd be trying to belittle them. Mm. You'd be trying to change their opinion about something. You're not mm. allowing them people to be and just grow and express that the version of themselves that they want shared to the world. You're on some, you're on some ultra ego type adventure. This is not what I would subscribe to anybody who wants to become a great TV host, radio host, you know, podcast host. Love finding out about people. Yeah. yeah. Douglas, every time when I do, I, I, so guys, um, I have a segment called Real Life, Real Stories, Real Situation Segments. It's about basically giving ordinary people a platform just to say their life experiences and traumatic experiences. You know, because I really believe that, you know, um, people in this world have the most amazing stories that can touch you. One thing that I do before I do that segment, right? I ask God, Lord, please give me a to listen, right? Give me a to listen and give me um, the patience for them to just share their story and to give them that comfort- comfortability. I, I, I'm telling you, that is my that is my prayer every time when I do that. Amen to that. Literally, amen. Amen. You to know that. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. And um yeah. Um That's a pro tip right there. That's a pro tip mega mega mic drop. <laughs> you know, because you, you have to have something. You gotta have you listen, you 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 gotta um you gotta appreciate people's story. You gotta appreciate people everybody. Your one thing that you can do in this life is belittle somebody's story. Oh my lord. One thing you can do that, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. But uh, yeah, you've been shot seven times, brother. But his story, you don't understand his battles in his mind. Do you get you know what I'm saying? So you you really have to have that respect. And after after I do these interviews and, and et cetera, and, and I look back at it and I just, you know, when I go through my editing, you know, process, I get so amazed. I get even more fascinated by it. You know, when you're when you're in the in, in the in the mode of, of interviewing, you miss a lot of things. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you're just in that mode. But when you just go back and you see the videos, you're like, wow, this man's story is amazing. Now, I don't want to divert into this, but you said one thing as well, that Larry King had 50,000 interviews, more than 50,000 interviews that he conducted. Now, we said that he had a gift of comfortability. That is his gift, but he nurtured it. Please, guys, make sure, understand hard work here. If, if there's no hard work with that, don't, lead, don't just lean on your, on your gift. Your gift will fail you. It will make room for you, but if you don't work hard, <laughs> that door will close, literally. I'm telling you right now. Most Do you get what I'm saying? Most I, I, I can give you an examples of, of you know, of, of great minds or, or, or great talents that just relied on their gift and their gift killed them. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's the parables. The parables about talents, whether you bury them, you have them, to nurture them. You, know, you really what have you to nurture them like a baby. Use, like, yeah, um, and that's one thing that Uncle Douglas, um, you know, taught, taught me. Like, okay, I get it. You have a radio voice. You got something. Yeah. But if you don't water it, you're in trouble. If you don't water it, you're gonna stay there for you. You have you're gonna stay in, in the same place. Yeah, most definitely. So guys, anyone, anyone can turn a garden into a desert. Mm. But can you turn oh. a desert into a garden? Mm. You know, what I'm saying to you, can you nurture? Can you prosper? Can you grow? Even when your body's tired and do this. Look, it's almost eleven o'clock at night. We're still here breaking bread. The listeners, we said we said goodbye time ago. We're still here. We're still dropping because we've got so much energy. We've got so much of this to give out to to the audience that and it compels us to keep on talking and keep on talking and keep on talking and keep on talking. But if one person, one soul. Mm. Listens and and takes heed to what we are saying because this is this this is the chemistry that me and Jingo have. This is the old to the new. You understand? Mm. When I say Jingo, I see the old me, but slightly different, light skinned, uh, better hair, all that kind of stuff. Why do I'm light skinned? I'm brown, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Both> <laughs> yeah. you, you remind me of my past. You know what mm. I'm saying to you? And yeah. hopefully, I show you your future. So Thank that you. chemistry there. Is enough to to have a discussion. They where you grow, because you always can say, "Boom!" If I do what Uncle D does, I can at least get like this. You know what I'm saying to you? If I remember how far I've gone, um, where I come from, I know there's hope for you. You know what I'm saying to you? I know there's hope for you because I know it's just one tweak. You're Mm. a product of your habits. Period. Mm. Forget everything else. Forget people talking about setting goals and doing all this nonsense, yeah? Not nonsense, doing all these things. It's not nonsense. Mm. I want to put it in that perspective because mm. if your habits are destructive, forget your goals. You're wasting your time. When you look at someone, when you look at somebody, you're looking at their habits. That's all you're doing. You're looking at their habits. Mm. From, a, from an elementary level, when you're looking at fortune teller, you've got to see a fortune teller, you're nervous and you're hunchback. <laughs> Can you tell me about... They're seeing your habit. Oh, this guy's a warrior. His shoulders are flinching. <laughs> so you must be... Yeah, you are. you're worried about your job, right? You're worried about... They could just deduce something. When you see someone successful, you know that they have a habit for success. Mm. I'm saying to you, when you see somebody that, that is um, a, um, in good shape, proper mm. six-pack without sucking it in, Mm. You know, they've got a habit for working out. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, you don't have to ask them nothing. So, so we are products of our habits. And Big habits know. of highly successful people. We talked about Larry King, 50,000 mm. hours. Yeah. Mm. Are you prepared to 50,000 hours in what you want to pursue as your life's work? What is your life's work? You're talking about a career that lasted 60 odd years interviewing people. Hello, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Tell me about yourself. Hmm. 60 years doing that. What are you going to put 60 years to? You know what I'm saying to you? If you don't know, if you don't know, if you don't know what you're going to put 60 years to, you need to get on your knees and pray. And I'm saying this literally. You need to get on, get on your knees and pray and ask God to reveal to you your talents. And ask yourself when you're praying, God to reveal to you your talents. Also ask yourself, are you open to new situations? Because you can't say, yeah, God, please, on bending knees, show me my talents. 
And the next time um, you're in a restaurant, someone offers you a food that you never tasted before. You say, no, 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 I don't need that. Give me my fried chicken and chips because that's what I like. In that new food that was coming could have been your gateway to becoming a chef. Mm. You understand? But you're so fixed <laughs> on doing things that you Please. know. So your prayer is not going nowhere. It's going to heaven, coming back and doing nothing. Speaking, you speaking have to start with yourself and be open to new situations, new situations, new ways of being, thinking and doing for anything to change in your life. And that is that, that it doesn't get much really than that. All you're doing is seeing habits. When you see Snoop Dogg, you're seeing 50,000 hours of bars. Oh. Snoop Dogg is one of my favorite rappers. Forget the game. He got into, he got into this thing, name dropping. But Snoop Dogg, when he came out to this very day, it's always been the number one rapper, period. From when he came out to this very day, everyone knows Snoop Dogg. He can go to China, Malaysia, Australia, any country. Oh, he's known. His catalog is thick and he delivers to your door anything you want to eat. So no, I don't have no questions that this guy is breaking bread in terms of his, um, his stewardship to his craft. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't come out weak. Yeah, first album, platinum. First single, platinum. He never dropped anything weak. The only hiccups in Snoop Dogg's career came about when he tried to help Tupac. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? But he helped when, Tupac. Of course he did. Who was the big? He was the. He has he been before Tupac. He was bigger than Tupac. People, of course he was. Debate of people saying that Tupac was bigger. We are digressing. We are digressing. But do you know yeah, what? Yeah. Irrespective of that, I think everybody listens to this podcast would know. Mm. I could agree that they know Tupac, and they know Snoop Dogg. You know, you know these are these are geniuses in our midst. Where Tupac Gress's piece is no longer here. But Snoop Dogg is a genius. His wordplay is, is, is so, he created his own literal, his own language. Yeah. For about two years, people were doing Snoop Doggy dog style lyrics. You know, from, yeah, from, from Jay-Z to H to the Izzo, all of that, that's all Snoop Dogg slang. Snoop Dogg. Foundation, he's the foundation. Yeah, yeah, it's for a lot of artists. So the whole point of this, we're digressing because... Hmm. We're getting elated because our time is up. <laughs> I want to add one point. Just one point. Because yeah, obviously we're, we're... Uncle, we ain't done this for a long time. So <laughs> I feel like we have a lot for the, for the people. <laughs> it's, I didn't know. I thought we were just going to be mute out here. And we don't know how we're going to start this. But we're actually dropping um, wisdom. But what I would say is you, you mentioned about something about, you know, doors. You know, you, you have to be ready if God opens new doors for you. But also understand, you know, when that door opens, there's always uncom- uncomfortability. You know what I'm saying? And that's toiling. There's always uncomfortability when a, when a, when a door is open. Yeah, nothing, no, no, nothing that you go in, if, if, you, if there's a door there, there's mm. always what? Fear, anxiety. But behind that, that's a victory. Before, behind the, the victory and anxiety, yeah. behind, behind the fear and anxiety, there's, there's your victory. So understand, you know, you know in, in a sense that, you know, when that new door is open, make sure you have to make sure there's a toiling. There's always a toiling when there's a new door. There's always a toiling. There's always a process that you got to go through. There's yeah. always a process. Yeah, I feel exactly. like with pe- people's life stories and all that stuff there, 
And let's just say, for example, Larry King interviews one of, one of the Denzel Washington, and he just tells his story very smoothly. Yeah, you know, um, I, I just, you know, um, I, I just met up with this writer. No, no, actually, let, let's start with Ice Cube when he when he when he did um, Boys in the Hood. You know, he he was not even a writer. He was a rapper. He was just a rapper. But he just decided, I want to write. He went and he and he, and he wrote and he wrote Boys Boys in the Hood for two years, mm. literally for two years. Now, when people when, when when people ask him about this, he's always smooth about it. Yeah, just two years or three years, and I done it. No, he forgot about telling you about the toilet. Mm. Them them that the, the script didn't come by easy. The script didn't come easy. No, 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 no boys in the hood. Sorry, um, the Friday. I'm talking about Friday. Sorry. Friday. I'm talking about Friday. Yeah, Friday. Do you get what I'm saying? So I, I hear what you're saying. Always a toilet. I hear what you're saying. And the toilet means hard work. Hard work. It's hard work, you know. And hard work doesn't have to be painful, you know. Not, if I look, if I if I look back at the stuff that we did together, Jingle, yeah. to get our platforms up and running. The times when, like, even before this call, we we're busy troubleshooting sounds. We're like sound engineers. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I'm doing it. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. I'm in echo, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, I've got no qualifications in sound engineering. But I have to learn those things to drop this content to the world. Because I'm a boss. I'm responsible for everything. You know what I'm saying to you? So um, rappers, because it's a new genre, even though it's 50-something years old, rapping, Yeah. It's all about the art of storytelling. A movie is just a story. Mm. These, to, to make, uh, um, and it, good, Gladys Ice Cube, because he's, he's crafted and penned one of my favorite songs of all time. Today was a good day. Which takes you through a day it is like in his neighborhood. Today was a good day. It's a story that could easily be in a film. Yeah. So when we are playing around with words, we can diversify into other things. Other t- at that time, rappers were not making films. So his crew would have been saying, are you serious? Are you serious? We're rappers. We do hip hop. This is all we do. But to take that to the next level means it means the ice cube his philosophy is, yes, I'm from the hood, but I've got one step out of the hood. I'm seeing other angles. I've been exposed to other things. I've been to that restaurant. I've tasted that foreign piece of uh, fish. You understand? I like how that tastes. I want this. You know what I mean? Those who've stayed like knuckleheads in, immersed in one thing only, they're the ones that when the storm comes, they got no house. They're like the three little pigs and they built their, their, their house out of, out of our paper. For you to be solid, you have to have a ship. Ships are built differently to a boat. The fundamentals are the same, but the construction is far more rigorous because you know this is having to contain a lot more people in it. Okay? So, yeah, 100%. And on the note about the door, you're bang on. Absolutely. Fear, forced evidence of being real, is just an illusion. And one thing I will leave you with, and you're talking, because uh, you gave the example of the door. One thing people got to understand is just as a door opens in your life, doors also close in your life. Mm. Just always remember that. Just as doors open in your life, doors will also close in your life. Mm. 
And sometimes we view a door opening, yeah, as being I'm entering into something new and that's becoming better for me, or I'm entering something that's going to terrify me and that's bad for me. But if you're from the other side looking at what that door is doing, you can think that door is doing the opposite. So a door opening for you, if you're on the other side, it might look like it's closing. Hear the wisdom. If a door opens for you, if you can imagine you're on the other side, it can look like it's closing in on you. It's about positioning. It's about where you position yourself in life. For you to get somewhere, unfortunately, you're going to have to close some doors. You have to. You have to. You have to open some doors. And to somebody on the other side that was thinking that door was for them, it closes for them, but opens for you. Mm. And then you go, as you progress up the ladder to be successful, the same thing happening. You go for a job interview and beginning for McDonald's. And it's like 50 of you going for a job interview, a mass call for people to, to, to fry fries. Yeah. <laughs> to make fries and milkshakes, whatever. Mm. But then as you start graduating up with your academia and all that kind of stuff, you're going for senior management positions. It might be five of you up there. If you've been focusing on your brand and, and your own career path, you go up for positions and it's just you. We want Mr. Hammond D. for this post. They've come to you. You understand? Look how many doors have been opening and closing on that journey for you to get up the ladder and closing for other people to come back down the ladder to make room for you. For me to be in this house that I'm in, Somebody had to buy it, build it, and sell it. And guys, you don't understand. That you understand? Basement. That was so, just so, somebody had. To, yeah, yeah. Somebody had to. Somebody had to lose. I will come it. see you tonight, there. <laughs> yeah. So somebody had to lose it. Literally, just remember that in your life. If you're going for a high position job or anything, somebody had to come. Whatever time they got an opening for a role, mm. that means somebody's left that position. Because they either felt another door opening for them in another another job, or they were fired. Either the door closed for them, but as the door closed for them, it swung and opened for you to have that job. Do you understand? Don't get fixated about what the door is doing. Mm. Have confidence in your journey, and understand it is a journey that you're on. Do you understand? Um, they done an experiment in the in the 60s, I think 60s or 70s, um, with the rats. And they had the rat in a maze. Very quickly, before we go, they had the rat in a maze. And they want the rat to get the cheese. And, you know, the rat can, can't study, um, doesn't know it's a maze, doesn't know how to get the cheese. It doesn't know. So the rat is getting frustrated trying to get the cheese. So the way they got the rat to get the cheese is by putting fire in different parts so that the rat is forced to avoid the fire <laughs> to go left. Hits fire, has to go right. Hits fire, has to go straight. Yeah? And all the time that fire is slowly moving that rat in the right direction to eventually it gets the, the cheese. Mm. Yeah. Now... If you believe in higher powers and you believe in the power of creation and you believe in Jesus Christ and God Almighty, right? You've got to understand this. When you hit fire, that is a reminder for you to, to acknowledge it and question if you have to go through the fire or around the fire. 
but it's the moving you, no matter what, in the direction of your cheese, your goal in life. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? That sometimes you have to run through the fire. You have to. Yeah? That's why. That's why I told you there's always uncomfortability. Now it depends yeah. on, on on the situation. When I say in the situation, when somebody, there are some people they can go through the fire calmly, but that doesn't mean they're not going through uncomfortability because I understand they have learned to adapt due to previous um, um, situations at hand. Do you get what I'm saying? Certain people within that process, even though they have achieved a lot, they always get to that place of anxiety and fear. But what they have learned is behind the fear and anxiety, there is victory. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that's what I was just trying to say. So No, no, no. Most, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. All we're doing is adding. I added yeah. layers to, to, to what you're saying, which was the foundation, you know, the, yeah. the door opening stuff. I, I, my mom taught me that when I was a kid, you know, um, and how to manage fear and anxiety and understand where it comes from, you know, feel it, even tell yourself it's coming. So when wow. it does arrive, you you say that. Not, here comes the fear. You know, I used to be scared of the dark. Now I'm in the basement. You used to be scared of the dark. Now I'm in the basement. You know, now it's lit up, but before it was dark in here. You know what I mean? So I was I was taught how to manage my fear of darkness. You know, before I go there, I tell myself, I know that I know I'm a bit scared. Mm. Then what are you gonna do about darkness? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> you you all gonna be scared, right? Yeah, 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 I'm gonna be scared. So I tell myself, I I I the, the exact therapeutic intervention my mom taught me was to tap my heart. I can tell it it's okay, you're gonna be all right. So sometimes you might see me in the dark walking for my life to do that. It's just seamless. It's like bang, but it's a coping strategy. Man, you know what I'm saying to you? Everybody's, everyone's coping with life. That's what you've got to understand. Mm. You know, this is an example of me being open and transparent with the audience. Mm. But I know people who are scared of less things than the dark. Mm. You know what I mean? Remember, I came to this country as a refugee. I came here fleeing war-torn Rhodesia. Uh, so fleeing, so being in the dark is not the same as, you know, when you have that, that um, horror scene in a movie and you've got the blonde hair girl, blue eyes, you know, it's dark outside, the wind starts rattling and she hears a noise and she's like, hello, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> Are you coming to hurt me? No, it's not that dark I'm talking about. I'm talking about darkness that is thick. And all you smell is the burning flesh. You know what I mean? That's war-torn Rhodesia. That's where I fled from. So when I see darkness, that's why I go back to. So it's different. So we have to respect and acknowledge everybody has, as you were saying, Jingo, you know, their own battles. Well, I'm still here and we're winning. You're still there. You're winning. winning. And words are reaching people. And they're changing lives. If it's one life, it was worth all the investment in the equipment. Oh, it was just oh, for you one life. My, my motto is, Lord, I, I, I manifest that my, the, the pain, my pain and my suffering will not be in vain. I, I can't, there's no way I'll go through this. I've been going through this or I've, I've gone through this just to be an ordinary person or failure. No way. I, I can't fathom it. I'm sorry. I can't. If somebody can settle, 
Good for you if you settle for that. No, I'm joking. It's not. You better do better. But I'm just saying. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's my moral. You know what that's I'm saying? That's right, people. That's right, people. So once again, um, it's been a pleasure. Jingo, any yeah. last words? Any last words? I just want to say, um, catch me. That's right. Big <laughs> up the show. Big up the yeah, show. Yeah, this week here, catch me. Thank, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Catch me um, this week. Um, I'm going to drop a new, a new video um, of the real life, real situation segment. Yeah, I got something for you, look. Um, so, and that's going to be special. special. That's going to be special, people. Special. Tune in. Best get um, secret. For the promo, for the promo tomorrow, that's going to drop tomorrow, you can catch me on Jingo underscore Kasume. That's my personal. And then I've got, I also got an Instagram for the best kept secret called best kept secret underscore pod. You can also get the promo there. Um, and then for the, for, for the full, you know, fledged, uh, a product, you can catch me on, 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 on the, uh, on YouTube, the best kept secret podcast. Um, like I said earlier, you know, um, there's still verification issues that's going to go on with the Spotify's and all that stuff there. Um, I'll, I'll let you know. Oh, but you can, you look at, if you don't have Podbeam, I know a lot of you don't use, don't use Podbeam like that, but go on Podbeam, that my, my, all my episodes are there, all, all, the, all the five episodes will be there. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I just want to say. Continue to grow. Continue to grow, people. Yeah. Jinko, once again, we salute you. Mic drop, we out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom.